Welcome to St. Mark's. It's so good to see you here this morning. I see some new faces. We're especially glad that you're here today. Uh, there are lots of great churches in this town, and so we're always appreciative when people make the ch decision to come to St. Mark's. Uh, we pray that you're blessed this morning. Uh, we're in the midst of a sermon series called uh, Broken uh, Good News for Tough Times, and we're looking at some of the lectionary readings from Paul's letter to the Romans and what they might have to say to us in the midst of our brokenness, and what they might have to say to the world in the midst of its brokenness. Today our passage of Scripture comes from Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 15, and the title of the sermon today is Faith Badges. Faith Badges. So about a month ago, three weeks or so ago, Hillary and I, my wife, we went to the Ed Sheeran concert in Nashville. And so, as we were walking from where we parked in our parking garage to the concert venue, which was Nissan Stadium, we passed this guy standing next to a large wooden cross. He had a megaphone or a microphone in one hand, and he had some religious tracts in the other hand. Now, I was trying very hard not to make direct eye contact with this guy, as we were walking by, but I did steal a glance as we were walking past him, and I saw what appeared to be a cross around his neck and some sort of shirt with a religious quotation or scripture reference on the front of it. Now, I thought lots of things as I was passing by this guy on my way to the Ed Sheeran concert. None of them were positive. I was reminded of that experience this past week as I was preparing for today's sermon. And I ran across this Wall Street Journal article of a few years ago. And in this Wall Street Journal article, there was a study presented. And the study that was presented said that people who have crosses around their necks are generally viewed more positively than people who do not have crosses around their neck. So here I am with no positive feelings about this guy that I passed on the way to the concert, and now I'm reading this article that says that, generally speaking, people think more positively of people who wear crosses around their necks. And so I'm like, what's up with that? Where did they come up with this? Where did their sample size come from? So I continued to read in the article. And it said, yes, that uh, when people view someone with a cross around their neck, not only do they think more positively of them, but they generally think there is a reliable and dependable and trustworthy person. So if you'll excuse me for just a second. I'm really... Now, we will continue with the sermon. So how is it that they came with this conclusion? Well, here's what they did. They took a bunch of pictures that they gathered of individuals from all different walks of life, from all different places around the world. And they assembled these pictures together. For one-fifth of those pictures, just a fraction of the pictures that they collected, they actually photoshopped them 
so that it appeared as if the people in those pictures was wearing a cross. The other pictures they did not touch, and so none of them had people wearing crosses in them. Then, this group of researchers invited a bunch of college students, also a very diverse group, to come in and to look at each of those pictures. And they invited them to rate their perceived trustworthiness of all of the people in those pictures. And guess what they found? They found that these college students from all walks of life and from all over the theological and political spectrum, on average, rated the people who wore the crosses as more trustworthy than those who did not wear crosses. So then the researchers asked the college students, are you people of faith? Or do you have any faith? And what they found is even the college students that said that they had zero faith or very little faith still, on average, rated the people who had the crosses photoshopped around their necks as more trustworthy than the people who did not wear the crosses around their necks. Now, I don't know whether you buy this or not. I don't know whether you think the sample size was large enough or not. I know that if they had sample sized the group of us that were going to the Ed Sheeran concert a few weeks ago, I'm not sure that they would have gotten an overwhelming positive experience from the concert goers about the guy that was wearing the cross around his neck outside of the venue. And yet, I will confess it's not a scientific poll, but it is my perception that when I wear a St. Mark's United Methodist Church polo shirt, or when I wear my clergy badge, I am treated a little differently. I am treated a little better. I learned this one night when we were at the hospital. I got called to go out to the hospital. Uh, it's a Sunday night. If you've ever been to the emergency room on a Sunday night, packed full of people, I'm waiting in the line to be able to find out from the front desk clerk about the person that I've come to see and to get permission to go in. And all of a sudden, Jim Clardy shows up. Jim Clardy says, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm waiting in line to find out what room we're in and how we're going to get into the emergency room. He says, come on with me. And so we just walked right by. Jim Clardy's got on his polo shirt from St. Mark's United Methodist Church. We sit there and wait for that emergency room door to open up. Jim just walks in and waves at everybody. He comes up and he says, Oh, I have completely forgotten what room so-and-so is in. They told me, what, what, what room was that again? And, oh, room four. And so, yeah, you remember that, Jim? If you don't believe that clergy get treated a little differently, buy you a St. Mark's shirt or get you one of these clergy badges and see how that works out for you. So what does this have to do with Romans chapter 10, this verse that Paul has shared with us today? I'm not sure how Paul feels about faith badges. I'm not sure where he'd fall on the whole wearing a cross around your neck kind of thing. I think that Paul understood that cross much more reverently than probably would have had trouble with us wearing crosses around our neck the way we do today. But, but 
these researchers that talked about the crosses, they called them faith badges. And I think that what Paul would say to us is that there are other kinds of faith badges that demonstrate to other people something about us. I think that Paul would say that I don't know how I feel about crosses around the neck, but I, I am sure how important it is to, to give voice to your faith, to share uh, your faith story. And, and, and Paul would also say in other writings of his that not only is it important what you say about your faith, but it's also important what you do as an expression of your faith. Our children demonstrated that this morning. One of the ways that they demonstrated their faith, an expression of their faith, is helping some of those community organizations that we've uh, heard this morning. Now, now throughout my ministry, I, I, have, I have heard people say over and over and over again that one of the reasons why they are people of faith is because there was someone in their life that shared their faith with them. There was someone in their life that shared their story of faith with them. There was someone in their life who, as an expression of their faith, did tangible works in the community that spoke to these people. And, and they would say to you that I am a person of faith today because someone shared their faith journey with me. And someone lived out their faith in tangible ways that I could see and understand. And they would say that. I've also been around long enough in ministry to know that there are a lot of other people that say, well, I just don't feel comfortable sharing my story. Either my story is not that impressive, or I'm just not that articulate. And, and so there are a lot of people that, that hesitate to share their faith story at all. And it's why I love what Paul says here in his letter to the Romans. Because Paul wants all of us to know that the words that you would share as your faith story are already in your heart. That God has already put them on your lips. So the whole thing is you don't have to worry about the words those words are kind of a God's innate gift to you. What we have to worry about is just simply giving voice to those words. Being willing to share those words with other people. And here's the thing. When we share our faith stories, when we share what God has done in our lives, when we share how what we do is an expression of our faith in God, other people begin to benefit from us sharing those stories. Now, I can't talk about sharing your story. I can't talk about giving a testimony about your faith without thinking of what happened to me several years ago. Uh, there was a pastor in our conference who was having a rough time of it in his church. And he was about to be appointed to a new church. But things had gotten so toxic in the church where he was that uh, they invited other clergy to come in and to preach the last few weeks of that pastor's tenure there. And, and then he could go ahead and be thinking about his next appointment. And so I was in the conference office and I was one of the people that they called to go and to preach 
in this church. And so on that particular Sunday, and it may have even been this particular passage of Scripture that I was preaching on, I was preaching on the importance of being able to share your story, to give testimony to whatever it is that God has placed on your heart and in your lips. It was a fine sermon. And then I extended the invitation and I said, you know, now is the time to share what God has placed on your heart and the words that God has placed on your lips. And as the final hymn sang, this woman began to make her way down to the front and she came up to me while the, the, the congregation was singing and she said, God has put something in my heart and on my lips and I need to testify about it. And I'm thinking, that was a fine sermon. I couldn't wait for the final hymn of the verse of the hymn to be sung. I told everybody in the congregation that day, here's a woman that is uh, willing to share what God has placed on her heart and on her lips. And I handed her the microphone and she just started going off on that pastor that she didn't like that wasn't there. I grabbed the microphone back from her, did the quickest benediction I've ever done. And for years, when I would go to certain places in the state, I'd run into somebody, aren't you that preacher that <laughs> had the great idea to get people to tell their testimony what God had placed on their hearts? Yeah, that was me. And yet, that happened one time in 25 plus years of ministry. Every other time that I've heard people share their faith story, what God has placed on their heart and what God has placed on their lips has been so inspiring, so encouraging. I've heard people share from the depths of their heart the places that God has brought them from or the places that God has taken them to. I've heard stories that could be best-selling novels and movies, and then I've heard stories that many people might have thought were really simple and, and not even worth sharing. And yet every single one of those stories has a way of being used by God to help draw people to faith, to help deepen people in their faith. And I think that's what Paul is getting at right here. Paul is saying that, that what's on the inside has to be shared on the outside. That whatever it is that God is doing in your heart and in your life needs to be shared with other people because it will end up being a great blessing and a great benefit for them. Paul is worried that there will come a day where people won't talk about their faith. And they won't talk about what God has done in their life. And they won't give voice to how what they do with their life is an expression of their faith. And Paul's afraid that because of that, there will be people who don't hear the good news, who don't have an opportunity to be blessed by those stories, who aren't drawn into a deeper level of faith, or who aren't drawn to the faith for the first time because we were unwilling to share our stories. So I want you to share a faith badge of your testimony. It's okay to wear a cross around your neck, maybe a t-shirt with a religious writing on it, but what's really important is for people to know how Jesus has touched your life. 
What's really important is for people to see how what you do and the way you live is an expression of your faith in Jesus Christ. That will be more powerful than any sermon that we clergy ever preach. When people hear what God has done in your life. And I can just hear Elvis singing, What He's done for us. He's done for you. I like Elvis. But... That wasn't in the notes, by the way. I just felt like the movement of the Holy Spirit was singing in Elvis. That's what people who are broken need. That's what people who are experiencing tough times need. They don't need a clergy giving them these theological reasons for why they should believe in God and put their trust in Jesus. They need people like you who have seen what God has done in your life and in the lives of people you know, sharing with them. That's an important faith badge to wear. Now that guy outside the concert was wearing a faith badge of his own. It looked a little different than what I would encourage you to do. He was telling us all, apparently he thinks that Ed Sheeran concert goers are all going to H-E double hockey sticks. He was, he was offering a word of judgment. He, he was being very critical and condescending. And what I would suggest to you is that uh, what Mama said to all of us is true. You can catch more flies with honey. And, and we are more likely to draw people into a relationship with Christ if we aren't so critical and judgmental and condescending, but instead we're full of grace. Instead, when we share what God has done in our lives, and, and instead of trying to tell people what they should do in their faith or with their faith, just share what God has done with ours. That has a way of drawing people into a relationship. And I think that's why Paul is saying that it's so important to bring to the outside what's on the inside. That not just to believe something in our hearts, but to, give, uh, to vocalize it with our words and share what Christ is doing in our lives and in the world. It's the best news for someone who feels like their lives are broken to hear. Would you join me in sharing our faith badge, sharing our story?